0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه al Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i by Beda Uzzaman Sa'id Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org in this episode we will continue reading the 20th flash which is about the concept of ikhlas purity of intention having the objective of earning god's pleasure and that alone when we do something having god's pleasure as our ultimate and real objective real desire real aspiration in our deeds it is a very important concept it is the coefficient that our deeds are multiplied with if it is zero if there is no ikhlas in an action in a deed it is dead it amounts to nothing we acquire nothing from it if it is pure if it is if our deed if our heart is full of ikhlas when we act then god gives the reward for it It is up to God. He gives and He is the most generous. So we want to have ikhlas. We want to have this purity of intention. We want to have this sincerity. How do we attain it? In the 20th flash, Ustad Nursi is writing about a particular concept, particular question that concerns ikhlas. Not about ikhlas in general, but a particular question that concerns ikhlas. And then the 20, 21st flash, the following treatise, will also be about ikhlas. And inshallah we will read that too. The particular question that he asks in this treatise is this. Neden ehli dünya, ehli gaflet, hatta ehli dalalet ve ehli nifak rekabetsiz ittifak ettikleri halde ehli bifak, Ehli hak ve ehli vifak olan ashab-ı diyanet ve ehli ilim ve ehli tarikat neden rekabetli ihtilaf ediyorlar? İttifak ehli vifakın hakkı iken ve hilaf ehli nifakın lazımı iken neden bu hak oraya geçti ve şu haksızlık şuraya geldi. This is the third episode about uh, the 20th flash and Üstad Nursi provides seven causes, seven reasons in response to this question the question is a why question and he provides seven uh, answers to it we read through the first two uh, in a not say shortly briefly the question is believers are doing the right thing that's what we ha- that's why we believe right we are Muslim we believe in Islam we believe in the message of Prophet we believe that Quran is the revealed book and the last book and it is god's word and so on and so forth and we follow it and therefore we are doing the right thing and the right thing that our intellect tells us is also for people who are doing the right thing to cooperate with each other so that they can um, this is a term that the start is going to use elevate the truth however when you look around we, what we see in the world is that believers are fighting with each other they are in discord and disbelievers appear to be working together they appear to be in a state of concord so why is this why is there this contradiction between what we observe in reality and what our intellect tells us should be the case we read through the first two responses to this question and inshallah today we are going to read the Third response, the second one is especially important and if you have not listened to that, I would really recommend that you go back and listen to uh, that second one. I would recommend that you read through all of, uh, you uh, listen to or read the entire 20th flash, but especially the second one. Inshallah, today we are doing the third. Üçüncü sebep, third cause. hakkın himmetsizlikten ve aşağılıktan the cause for the discord among the people of truth believers Muslims is not that they are lacking in enthusiasm lack of enthusiasm is not the cause of their uh, discord nor is uh, lowliness they have a high enthusiasm they have high aspirations they have they are Aiming for a high goal, high objective, and they are working toward it with enthusiasm. So let's grant this. In each of these responses, Ustad Nursi is going to is telling us, no, not from this, not from that. Don't confuse things. What you're observing in reality, the problems that you're observing among the among Muslims should not make you think that they have negative attributes. He is clarity clearing negative attributes that we may mistakenly attach to believers and indirectly to belief because of the situation that we observe in society so he's saying the reason for the discord among the people of truth is not the lowliness of their character their aspirations or their lack of enthusiasm nor is the cause for the concord among the people of misguidance, among misguided people, the, the loftiness of their enthusiasm. No, they are not aspiring for something lofty and having enthusiasm in order to achieve that. They are not putting effort into something that is elevated. No, that is not the case. Belki ehli hidayetin Ihtilafu <laughs> su'i istimalinden. Ve ittifakı himmetsizlikten gelen zaaf ve now, to the contrary, the reason for discord among the people of guidance, truly guided people, is that they are misusing their high aspirations. They are misusing their elevated enthusiasm. So, the misplacement, misuse of the elevated enthusiasm. And the reason for a concord among the people of misguidance is that they are weak and impotent because of their lack of enthusiasm or lack of high aspirations so we turned it over this may sound like a paradox but he is going to explain it we turned it over the well-guided people the rightly guided people Muslims believers have high aspirations, have elevated enthusiasm. However, they misplace it, misuse it. They don't use that enthusiasm. They don't use that effort in the right place. And the people of misguidance don't have high aspirations. They don't have a, an energy. The, the word we are trying to translate here is himma, And it is very difficult to translate. It's one, you know, another one of those words. And better borrowed into the language and learned by all, all believers. But since that we are not there yet, we are going to try to translate. It is enthusiasm, keenness, effort, aspiration, all of these words to uh, put together. Ustad Nursi says, the misguided people don't have this. They have nothing that is positive. There is nothing that is good and positive about Kufr, disbelief. So if they are in a state of disbelief, if they are misguided by Satan they are not going to have anything positive in an absolute sense however because they don't have this high aspiration this energy that comes from their faith they are weak and impotent, and that is making them seek concord cooperation with others of course again this will be explained further El-hidayeti uluv ve su istimale ve dolayısıyla ihtilafa ve rekabete sevk eden ahiret noktayı nazarında bir haslet-i memduha sayılan hırs-ı sevap ve vazife-i ukreviyede kanaatsizlik cihedinden ileri geliyor. What leads the people of guidance to discord and rivalry among themselves because of the misuse or misplacement of their high aspirations comes from this what is this it is ambition for good rewards which is a praiseworthy quality from the point of view of the hereafter seeking rewards of the hereafter is a is a praiseworthy quality and that reward may be you know the countenance of god that reward may be being placed next to the prophet sallallahu being his neighbor in the in the paradise that reward may be the paradise itself so seeking rewards of the hereafter is praiseworthy and discontentment in duties in fulfilling duties that relate to the hereafter what does this mean yani Bu sevabı ben kazanayım, bu insanları ben irşad edeyim, benim sözümü dinlesinler diye karşısındaki hakiki kardeşi ve cidden muhabbet ve muavenetine ve huvvetine ve yardımına muhtaç bir zata karşı rekabetkarane vaziyet alır. Üstad Nursi explains, that is, for example, the person says, let me earn this spiritual or uh, reward of the hereafter, let me earn this spiritual reward, let me guide, let me, me this the emphasis here is on me let me guide these people let them listen to my words i want to earn this reward i want to guide these people and i want to earn the reward for it and i'm ambitious about it i'm focused on it i'm locked onto this aspiration this is an elevated aspiration this is a lofty thing i want to be the means for the guidance of people i want to be the means for Uh, transmitting knowledge knowledge of God knowledge of the Quran knowledge of the prophetic traditions sacred knowledge to the people this is an elevated this is a lofty aspiration it is good however this person who has this lofty aspiration is locked onto this idea onto this objective so much so that it takes the position of a rival vis-a-vis a a person a, a brother of his Who is his true brother? And who needs his love and uh, support, help, assistance, and brotherhood? Seriously. So I have a true brother, brother in faith, brother in religion. And he needs my love, he needs my support, he needs my assistance, he needs my cooperation. However, he is doing the same thing that I want to do. He is also trying to convey the message. He is also trying to uh, convey sacred knowledge. He is also trying to guide people. So, there we have a rival rivalry. I am taking the position of a rival vis-a-vis him. He goes somewhere in order to talk to some people, to explain some truth to some people. I run after him. I prevent him. I want to tell that. Now, what will be the consequence? Will the people that we are both trying to catch like this, will they not feel like, what is going on here? Are they advertising something? Are they are they acting like a salesperson? And will they not run away? What is going on here? Şakirtlerim ne için onun yanına gidiyorlar? Ne için onun kadar şakirtlerim bulunmuyor diye? Enaniyeti oradan fırsat bulup, mezmum bir haslet olan huk caha temayül ettirir, ihlası kaçırır, riya kapısını açar. So there is a danger. This lofty aspiration can turn into love of fame, love of people's attention. How? This person says, why are my students, why are my disciples, the people that are supposed to be listening to me, why are my disciples going to him, going to him and listening to him? Why do I not have as many disciples as he does? So this comes to the mind. This person who, is, who has the highest uh, elevated aspiration, high lofty aspiration of being the means to guide people, starts to think: Why do I not have as many disciples? Why don't people, why do you know as many people as uh, those who listen to him listen to me? Why are my students these? Are, I I I found these people first. I told them you know, their religion first. Why are they leaving me and going to him? This thought, in a sense, activates one's egotism, Anania, the sense of inus appropriation. He starts to appropriate these people that he is supposed to be guiding. They are God's slaves. God chooses whoever he chooses in order to guide them. Just be happy that they are being guided. But no, his sense of I, I, I, me, ego, the monster, the I monster, starts to become active. Why are they going there? And this leads to a quality that is reprehensible, that is disliked, which is the love of people's attention so from the loft aspiration of wanting people to be guided this person fell into the disliked quality of the love of people's attention and obviously this then opens the gates for ostentation and breaks ikhlas, breaks the purity of intention makes ikhlas, makes ikhlas the purity of intention as Ustad Nursi used here, run away he loses his class he loses the purity of intention and the coefficient of his actions become what zero his actions start to come to none null işte bu hatanın ve bu yaranın ve bu müthiş maraz-ı ilacı şudur ki cenab-ı hakkın rızası ihlas ile kazanılır so the cure The medicine for this mistake, for this wound, for this um, confounding spiritual sickness is this, this principle. The pleasure of Almighty God is earned through ikhlas, purity of intention, sincerity. I want these people to be guided. The sincerity, the purity in this Uh, desire is that they will be guided it does not matter whether it is by me or by my brother if I am happy that they are being guided by my brother and the rivalry between me and my brother is not leading leading to their misguidance is not uh, setting a barrier between them and guidance I'm if I'm happy about this if I can quietly graciously Withdraw from the situation, that is where God's pleasure is, and what do I need? What do I need? We had said before, we need to seek God's pleasure in our acts. This is Ikhlas, right? So where is Ikhlas? Fighting with my brother and creating a barrier between these people and guidance, or withdrawing from the situation, stepping back, and letting my brother guide them, and that they are guided. Where is God's pleasure? but the misuse of this lofty aspiration that i want them to be guided and putting the emphasis on i and that is where the mistake is can lead to their misguidance in the end can re- yield the opposite of what i am aspiring and i am aspiring god's pleasure if i have ikhlas i will inshallah earn god's pleasure if not i will not ile ve fazla ile değildir. So God's pleasure is not through the uh, multitude of one's followers and through apparent success, through the the increase in apparent success. I have so many people. I gave a speech and thousands of people came and listened to me, and they were um, their eyes. Were tearing and they were emotionally elevated and they were so happy and they were so close to God and spiritually we are here and there. No. That is not the measure. The measure is where is God's pleasure? We do not earn God's pleasure through the plentiness of our followers. the success, apparent success, may in the end yield to nothing. Again, if the coefficient is zero, it is nothing. One may be the cause for the guidance of a single person but with the purity of intention that he has, the ikhlas that he has, may enable him acquire the worth of genital al with that. And one may be the cause of the guidance of Millions, millions of people but he may be doing it for some other reason. Harbuja is what we mentioned here, the love of attention, people's attention, fame. He may, that may be what is in his heart and therefore he is going to get that but not God's pleasure. And where will he end without God's pleasure? May God protect us. May God protect us. Çünkü onlar vazife-i ait olduğu için istenilmez. Belki bazen Because they belong to to to god they they are god's part what is god's part the uh the plantiness of one's followers and the success worldly success they are god's part we do our part we you know intend something and inshallah this is going to be a lot more clear when we uh read about the uh, the, the the treaties on qadr measurement or destiny predestination there are multiple ways to translate that that is the 26th word inshallah we will come to that too but our part is to incline to towards something make the intention for some uh, something and then whether that materializes or not that is god's part god is the creator of our acts and god is the creator of the outcomes of our acts and the multitude of one's follower is an outcome that does not belong to us. That is God's part. Because, and, and worldly success, same for the worldly success, because those are God's part, those are, you know, uh, God's duty, God's responsibility, or part is a better word here. Uh, the literal translation would be duty, but part would be a better translation here, wazifa. Because those are God's part, we don't, you know, seek them. Sometimes it is given. that is that is not what we seek that is not what we put our effort in no we put our effort in in our duty before God God wants me to convey the message I convey the message because God wants me to convey the message not because I want to uh, influence people no Inshallah may my intentions be pure as I am reading and translating and trying to explain these words here if my intention is for more and more people to you know be guided and my intention is bypassing God to influence people it amounts to nothing and it will not influence people if my intention is to please God it doesn't matter I may have one listener one audience my audience may amount to two people throughout my life and that's that's fine it may earn me to firdas so it is not what we seek the contrary it may be given sometimes God gives it but that is God's part evet, bazen bir tek ve rıza olur. yes sometimes a single word can be the cause for salvation and the reason for God's pleasure a single word a preacher may speak throughout his life let's say 60 years 70 years preach the Quran, preach the hadith, preach this, preach that. If the intention is not right, that amounts to nothing. But he may say one word in one of those situations. He may say one word with real ikhlas and that may be the cause for his salvation. That may be the reason for God's, for earning God's pleasure for him. But of course we don't know. He, he spoke 60 years and throughout these 60 years he did not know which word it is. Kemiyetin ehmiyeti o kadar medar nazar olmamalı. Therefore we should not pay so much attention we should not fo- we should not focus so much on the importance on the significance of quantity we should not focus on quantity we should not give significance to quantity that should not be the uh, you know center of our attention çünkü bazen bir tek adamın irşadı bin adamın irşadı kadar rızai rızai ilahiye, ilahiye medar olur Because sometimes the guidance of a single person may be the cause for God's pleasure as much as the guidance of a thousand people. So imagine the guidance of a thousand people and imagine what you you think, uh, what kind of a pleasure that they may lead to in God's sight. Sometimes the guidance of a single person may yield that much pleasure of course here we are You know, speaking metaphorically we are speaking of God and God's pleasure and these are concepts that we use in order for us to to be able to comprehend what is going on we don't know we don't really know what that means inshallah we will see the results of that the results of the outcomes of that in the hereafter but God's pleasure just imagine how lofty it is how lofty a thing how lofty a thing would be the pleasure, God's pleasure, for guiding a thousand people, sometimes the guidance of a single person may amount to that. Maybe that single person will then go and guide a million people. Maybe not. But sometimes this is the case. Hem ikhlas ve is ise Müslümanların nereden ve kimden olursa olsun istifadelerine taraftar olmaktır. This is important. Moreover, ikhlas, the purity of intention, sincerity of intention, and um, hakperestlik, fairness, justice, a literal translation would be the love of right. So, this is the right thing to do and I'll do it because I want the right thing to do. I love the right thing to do I, I. it may not be for my interest but that is the right thing to do I'll do it if this is ingrained as a principle in a person's mind and heart this person is a hakperest person a fair just person love of fairness love of justice so ikhlas and hakperestlik require what do they require that muslims will benefit regardless of from where or from whom the benefit comes from ikhlas and hakpereslik require that the person who who has ikhlas and hakpereslik the person who is sincere and he loves justice will choose that the muslims benefit wherever and from whomever from wherever and from whoever it's not from me but the muslims are benefiting therefore it's good for me Therefore, I love it. Therefore, that's what I desire. It's not coming from me, but the Muslims, as a result, are elevated. Or, you know, non-Muslims are guided and they are becoming Muslim. It's not from me, but there is benefit in it. I love it. This is what ikhlas and and fairness, justice, love of justice entailed. Yoksa, benden ders alıp sevap kazandırsınlar düşüncesi Nefsin ve enaniyetin bir hilesidir. Otherwise, thinking they should learn from me so that they help me earn rewards. If, one, if a person is saying this, they should learn from me so that I can earn rewards. This is a trick of the compulsive soul and the sense of anus, enania, the ego, the, the eye monster. Ey a hırslı. Oh the person who has ambition for spiritual rewards and who is discontented in the amounts of deeds for the hereafter that he has. And this is good. I want to have ambition for spiritual rewards. And I should never be contented with my deeds that are that look to hereafter. This is good, but don't misplace it, don't misuse it, don't fall into this trick of the compulsive soul and the and the uh, this eye monster or oh, the person who is ambitious for sp- good rewards spiritual rewards and who is not satisfied with the, with his deeds that look to the hereafter bazı peygamberler gelmişler ki mahdud birkaç kişiden başka ittiba edenler olmadığı halde yine o peygamberlik vazife-i kudsiyesinin hadsiz ücretini almışlar there have been some prophets they were followed by you know, a limited small number of people, and that's it. There were no others following them, though they still got the reward for being a for fulfilling the duty of fulfilling the responsibility of messengership. Demek hünar etba ile değildir. In that case, we understand that the real skill that we want to attain. Is not the uh, is is not increasing the number of our followers. That is not where skill is. That's not where the quality that we want to attain is. Belki hına rızayi ilahi kazanmaktedir. The real skill is to earn the pleasure of God, to earn divine pleasure. Sen nece oluyorsun ki böyle hırs ile herkes beni dinlesin diye vazifeni unutup vazifeyi ilahiye karışıyorsun. Who are you? That you say, let everybody listen to me and you forget your duty. Which is aspiring for God's pleasure. You forget your duty and you interfere in God's part. That they will listen to you or not listen to you. That is God's part. Why are you getting involved in that? Why are you interfering in that? Who are you to interfere in God's, God's work? Kabul ettirmek, senin etrafına halkı toplamak, Hakkın vazifesidir. To make people admit what you say, accept what you say, to gather people around you, is the part of Almighty God. It is His job. It's Almighty God's job. Vazifeni yap, Allah'ın vazifesine karışma. You do your part, don't interfere in God's part. You do your job, don't interfere in God's job. Hem hak ve hakikati dinleyen ve söyleyene sevap kazandıranlar yalnız insanlar değildir. Moreover, those who listen to truth and, and uh, truthful words, those who listen listen to the words that describe reality, truthful words, those who listen to the right things that you are saying are not only people. Those who listen to these and have you earn rewards are not only people. So you think I'm conveying this beautiful message, the Quran, the the religion faith there is God and God is one and God is great and so on and so forth I'm conveying this message and don't think that the reward that you are earning through this is a function of the number of people that are listening to you if there is a function in the number of ears that are listening to you know that it is not only people what does this mean who are listening Cenab-ı Hakk'ın mahlukları ve ve kainatı her tarafı şenlendirmişler. The conscious creatures, spiritual beings and angels of God have filled the cosmos, the universe. They have adorned the universe. They are causing this joyful state in the universe. It is full of life. It is like a festival. Full of life, everywhere, God's conscious creatures, spiritual beings, angels, they are listening to you too. çok esas tut ve yalnız düşün. If you want a lot of rewards, focus on ikhlas, focus on the sincerity of uh, your intention. Take that as the foundation of where you begin and think God's pleasure alone. Think of divine pleasure alone. Limit your concern to divine pleasure. Ta ki senin ağzından çıkan mübarek kelimelerin havadaki efradları, ihlas ile ve niyeti sadıka ile hayatlansın, canlansın, hadsiz şi- zi şuurun kulaklarına gidip onları nurlandırsın, sana da sevap kazandırsın. So that, so focus on God, God's pleasure alone, so that, the individual replications or individual members of the blessed words that come out of your mouth gain life through ichlas and truthful intentions so that they become they will become live and so that they end in and after having become alive, they enter the ears of innumerable, innumerable conscious beings and illuminate them and earn rewards for you. If they are not live, if those blessed words that are coming out of your mouth are not blessed, are not illuminated, are not given life with ikhlas and therefore they are dead, we had said this earlier, right, uh, acts without ikhlas are dead, if they are not live, They will not go to the ears of those conscious beings other than humans and those conscious beings that God created in the in the cosmos in order to give it this joyful state and in order to hear your words but they will hear it if they're they're alive they don't hear dead words so here the ears are not dead the ears are life, but the words can become dead and we don't want that may God protect us from our words being dead. Çünkü mesela sen elhamdülillah dedin. Bu kelam milyonlarla büyük küçük elhamdülillah kelimeleri havada izni ilahiyle yazılır. Because for instance let's say you say elhamdülillah, praise and gratitude be to god. There will be millions of elhamdülillah's written on the, in in the air. Some big, some small. And what Ustad Nursi means by this is he explains this uh, you know somewhere else in detail and it is a wonderful piece in the risale inshallah maybe come to that point too and uh, read it together the treatise on huwa, huwa means uh, he and also it is a word that creates a lot of vibration in the air Ustad Nursi is saying when you say Alhamdulillah what is Alhamdulillah it's the vibration in the air right that's what we know about sound now. And it can be vibration not only in the air, in other objects too, but primarily because we have to breathe, we live in air, and when we speak, it vibrates the air. And if this vibration goes in all directions, spherically, in all directions, at the beginning it is strong, and as it moves away from us, it becomes weaker and weaker, and millions of Alhamdulillah's are inscribed in the air as a result. When I say Alhamdulillah, I inscribed it, millions of them, in the air. It is inscribed digitally in the computer. It is one step further. Uh, at the study nurse's time, there were recorders too. It could be recorded on tape recorders at that time too. Now it is much more advanced. But we don't need to go there. It is inscribed in the air. The stars that we see in the firmament at night, we, we don't see what those stars are now. For some of them, the light that we see We talked about this in the previous episode too, for some of them, the light we see was sent, signaled out, maybe a billion years ago. One signal, one light wave, and it has been traveling for billions of years, it is still there. And the sounds that we make, that are moving the air, that are there, they are inscribed in the air, they are inscribed. Nakkaş hakim, abesle israf yapmadığı için o kesretli mübarek kelimeleri dinleyecek kadar hadsiz kulakları halk etmiş. Now, Ustad Nurşey is referring to God as nakkaş hakim, as the uh, all wise inscriber. Naps or nakkaşa is to inscribe or to carve or to embroider to create a design. So if you carve wood, you are doing naqsh on it, if you are drawing a nice intricate motif, you are doing naqsh there, so naqsh hakim, the all wise nakash inscriber he is the one who is inscribing these words in the air right, we are only, what we have is the intention the outcome of our inclinations and intentions are created by God, so he, he is the one who is inscribing this in the air and he is all wise and one who is wise does not do futile things so if he is doing this it is not futile it has to serve a purpose it will serve a purpose moreover he does not waste there cannot be waste in these millions of inscriptions in the air that we are uh, making when we say alhamdulillah yeah. why and because he is Hakim, wise, and this entails not doing futile things and not wasting, he has created innumerable ears in order to listen to those plenty, those many blessed words. He has created the ears to listen to them on condition that they are alive. They are blessed words. They come out of our mouths as blessed words and they continue as blessed words because those creatures, creatures, uh, those spiritual beings, those angels, those uh, conscious beings they want to listen to good words and the the goodness, they want to listen to alive words, blessed words, the blessedness, the the liveliness, the goodness of uh, our words is an outcome a function of the ikhlas that we have or that we don't have therefore if we say alhamdulillah and we don't say it with ikhlas it is still inscribed in the air but we are the cause of the waste. any word any word that comes out of our mouth and it is not live with ikhlas. there is wastefulness in that any action that comes out of our hands, any deed that comes out of our hands, or feet, or eyes, or ears, or mouth, or whatever. If it is done without ikhlas, there is a waste there. We wasted energy that was necessary in order to say that word. We wasted it. Eğer ikhlas ile, niyeti sadıka ile, o havadaki kelimeler hayatlansalar, lezzetli birer meyve gibi ruhanilerin kulaklarına girerler. If those words that are in the air gain life through ikhlas and truthful intentions, they will enter the ears of those spiritual beings as delicious fruits, or as if they are delicious fruits that they are enjoying when they hear them. Eğer rızai ilahi ve ikhlas o havadaki kelimelere hayat vermezse, sevap da kelimeye münhasır kalır. If the divine pleasure and ikhlas, sincerity, purity of intention do not give life to those words in the air, they will not be listened to, and if there is a spiritual reward for it, the spiritual reward will be limited to the word in the mouth. We said it. I said Alhamdulillah, I'll get one reward as it is in my mouth. But what happens to, to the rest? It is inscribed all the way to God knows where, and it is not live. It is not going to be listened to, to uh, by these spiritual beings. May those who have memorized the Qur'an, hafiz, who are concerned about, concerned that their voice is not beautiful and that they do not have many listeners, may those hafiz, may those reciters of the Qur'an, who are concerned that their voice is not beautiful and they don't have many listeners, hear this. What they are acquiring by reciting the Qur'an is not a function of the beauty of their voice there may be a reciter out there with beautiful voice that people like to listen to people enjoy but believe me there are many more a lot more people who enjoy inappropriate songs out there in the world today than the people who enjoy the recitation of the Quran so if the people enjoy the recitation of the Quran like a song it is as if it is a substitute for in uh, you know, worldly songs maybe that's not what the reciter really wants the reciter wants the words that come out of his mouth to be alive the words of the Quran the blessed words that comes out of his mouth to be alive so that these spiritual beings who are conscious and who are seeking looking for live blessed words in the ear hear it and perhaps make dua say O god be pleased for the slave of yours who has said these words and the beauty of the words that are inscribed in the ear for those spiritual beings is not a function of the beauty of the reciter's voice but rather it is a function of the reciter's ikhlas alhamdulillah this was the third cause that Ustad Nursi explained to us it is an important piece at the beginning I said the you know, second cause that Ustad Nursi gives to the question that we read at the beginning is very important. Uh, but this third is also very important. Especially for our uh, scholars, leaders, spiritual guides. Being a spiritual guide does not mean that the person has found salvation. No, it is a very dangerous place to be. It's a very serious responsibility. One should be really careful, one should really watch his or her compulsive soul and heart and mind and that that dangerous sense of I-ness, the I-monster, in order to make sure that compulsive souls' desires, the love of attention and fame does not come in the way. In order to make sure that the concern is not in the multitude of listeners. The concern is not in the number of listeners. The concern is on God's pleasure. Sometimes they define or describe Tasawuf, Sufism, or the third component of the religion, Ihsan, as Sidq wajah uh, which is turning your face to God and God alone and being focused there. Think of the angels, how they look forward to hearing God's command, and as soon as they hear God's command, how they are, they spring into action. Think of a servant, think of the servant of a king who loves his king, who loves to serve his king, who is devoted to his king, and he is waiting by the king, and the king says, go do this, he runs. do this and his ears his attention is not anywhere else as soon as the king opens his mouth he is eager he is eager to learn what does he want from me what is what what what is what does he need he's ready he looks at the lips how the lips are moving think of the angels how they wait for god's command and how their attention is focused on god israfil for instance they say uh, you know has the sur that he is going to blow for doomsday day to come and how he is waiting for God's command, ready, ready to act. So Siddh focusing on God's command, focusing on God's pleasure. Our spiritual leaders, our spiritual guides need to be focused on that. Everybody needs to do that. Everybody needs to be focused there. But here, there is a big danger because the thing that our spiritual guides, our scholars are doing in its nature is something lofty in its nature comes from lofty aspirations it is not easy to study and learn it takes effort it takes labor it it requires a lot of bearing and forbearing in many contexts the uh, you know scholarship is so expensive in terms of the labor that it requires because Perhaps God tests these people, they have to wait there and study, sometimes in small, dirty, cold rooms, under circumstances that our university students, let's say in a Western university context, would not bear. I had heard of a scholar uh, in Eastern Turkey, who in the old days, probably early 20th century, when madrasas were banned in Turkey, he said they would stay in caves, and he, rem- he said that he remembers how mice would jump onto their books from the ceiling as they are reading the book and they would you know, chase the mice and, and then continue reading. Subhanallah. Who can go through that? Why would they do it? They do it because of their love of the knowledge that the Prophet sallallahu brought to us from God. They love that knowledge. That, that knowledge leads one to knowledge of God knowing god and that's the best thing most beautiful thing and then what comes next this person goes through all these efforts and then comes out into the world and now he is guiding other people conveying that beautiful lofty message knowledge to the rest of the people in itself in and of itself this is a lofty thing to do however Because, in and of itself, it is a lofty thing to do, it is very easy to forget where ourselves, where our compulsive souls stand in relation to the the deed, to this lofty deed that we are doing. We know that God can have even unworthy, even sinful, even base people serve His religion. If He wants, he can have them serve his religion too so how can we know um, I'm not a scholar therefore I cannot say this for myself but how can a person who is in that position know that because of the swollen nature of his sense of ego because of his swollen ego he is not, he, he how can this person know that he is not actually earning sins acquiring sins while everybody thinks And he or she himself or herself think that he is acquiring, she is acquiring spiritual rewards. If the compulsive soul is in there, if the intention is not God's pleasure but something else, that's very dangerous. And if that is the case, it may lead to discord. Because ikhlas, sincerity of intention, God's pleasure requires that we are focused on God's pleasure. If God's pleasure is in again me stepping back and leaving this position to my brother, my sister, then that is where I need to seek my reward in the hereafter. And of course, this is not only for our scholars, this is not only for our spiritual guides. It can all it can be for anybody who is serving in the way of religion. A mosque committee, think of a person who devotes 10 hours, 20 hours of labor every week to running the affairs of the mosque but is he doing it because he is seeking God's pleasure or she or because he she wants this leadership position Imam Ghazali says that that is the last of the worldly desires that leaves a person that a person can get rid of it's very difficult if it is worldly fame the attention of people, the love of leadership, that is the motivation behind what this person is doing, he's actually earning sins. It's counting every hour, every day, every week, because perhaps there is someone else out there who can do this better. But no, he or she will not let this other person come to that position because he wants to earn the rewards. He's not earning rewards. is sinning the way to earn the rewards is to again focus on god's pleasure and god's pleasure is in this mosque to be run well this mosque to be clean this congregation to be free of discord this congregation to be serving in the way of god in this congregation to be helping each other loving each other brotherhood and sisterhood and concord that is where god's pleasure is and if it is not there so what what are we achieving? what are we acquiring? we can easily be tricked into this situation and the answer, the solution is to remember always remember that God's pleasure is in ikhlas and fairness and justice and we are, we need God's pleasure that is what need, what we need what we need is God's pleasure It is not followers it is not listeners it is not readers it is not the votes that we might get in the next mosque committee election or any election it is not the appreciation of people now the appreciation of a believer is a measure for a believer that's a different thing that's not what we are talking about we look at each other believers are mirrors for each other we see ourselves in the mirror of the broader community we look at the broader community in order to gauge in order to find the standards so that's that's a different question that can be discussed separately but we look at that mirror in order to understand where God's pleasure is we do not look at that mirror in order to appreciate our image on it in order to enjoy our image on it that is the wrong thing to do may i and we all have a and do what we do with sincere clean pure intentions and may we always have those standards in mind have the right rightly guided standards in mind as we judge our and other people's actions subhanaka la ilma lana illa Alamtana innaka antal alim al hakim wa akhir and an alhamdulillah rabbil alamin al fatiha